The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can take them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one can take them out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. So I was listening to the Pope's homily from this morning. Of course, he gave it six hours ago, so it was already posted on the internet. And he highlighted these three verbs from the first sentence of today's gospel. My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. So I thought that would be nice to just reflect on that for a moment. Because it's true. It's true that we can hear God's voice. Now, does that mean we hear God's voice audibly with these ears? Usually not. (laughs) That's never happened to me. But we all have these interior senses. We have an inner ear. We have a conscience. And God speaks to us in that way. That's not the only way. God can also use our imagination. Believe it or not, you can use your imagination for good things. (laughs) And so God can reveal himself to us through our imagination. So I would just like to bind in the name of Jesus all spiritual blindness and deafness today as we listen to the word of God, as we reflect on it together I just want to bind, in the name of Jesus, all spiritual deafness and blindness. Amen? All right. Because we can see him and we can hear him. He reveals himself to us in so many ways. Through each other, for sure. Through his word, for sure. In nature, even. The beauty of nature. The beauty of life, as I said, through each other. And as we reflect today on Mother's Day and motherhood and the vocation to motherhood, I think it's something that the Lord wants to highlight for all of us in a particular way. So we get to hear his voice. He wants to speak to you. As the Pope highlighted in his reflection, are we listening? (laughs) Are we listening? Sometimes today, especially, there's just so much noise. I mean, we can be plugged in online 24-7. And when we have so many things coming at us, we might hear a lot of things, but are, are they penetrating? Are we really listening? And that's something we need to ask God for help with. So we ask him today, Lord, help me to hear your voice. Help me to listen. Help me to be able to receive what you are saying to me. And help me to see 
with the eyes of my heart what you're doing in my life. And help me to see what's going on around me. Help me to, to see you and my brothers and sisters. Help me to see the needs that exist around me too. Help me to respond with love. The way that you have served me. The way that you have shepherded me, you could say. He is the good shepherd who lays down his life for you and for me. And today we read, these are verses 27 to 30. But John 10, 10, one of my favorite verses, I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. That's the good shepherd. That's our God who comes to give us an abundant life. That doesn't necessarily mean materially speaking. Materially, we may not have abundance. Or we may have it at some times and other times not. But it's an abundance of love. It's an abundance of peace that only he can give. That's the abundant life. The security that comes from friendship with him. See, he's calling. I should have had somebody call me up here. Yes, Lord? He's always calling. Did you pick up? (laughs) Who's calling? Are we picking up? We have to pick up. Obviously, by being here, you're picking up to some degree. You're picking up. Because through his word in particular, he speaks. And his word does pack a punch. His word is effective, sharper than any two-edged sword. So it says of itself. Cutting between, you know, bone and marrow. So it penetrates. It speaks to us. And it reminds us of who we are. And why we're here. It reminds us of where we're going. It reminds us of our calling, you could say. And the church designates this weekend in particular to also pray for vocations of all kinds. Pope Francis highlighted that today in his midday reflection, his Regina Celi reflection, his Queen of Heaven reflection, which he gives at noon from his, well, he doesn't sleep up there, but it's the papal apartment that he chose not to sleep in uh, from way up above St. Peter's Square. So we all are called. The word vocation comes from vocare, the Latin word to call, vocare, vocal cords. It's the same root word. So we are all called by the good shepherd to follow him. To follow him. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's go back to knowing him and him knowing us, which as Pope Francis highlighted is synonymous with loving When Jesus speaks about knowing us, he speaks about loving us. Because in his mind, to know us is to love us. And hopefully it's true the other way around. To know him is to love him. As he really is. A good shepherd. Who cares for us. Who tends to our needs. So he wants us to know that we are known. And isn't that a desire that we all have? We want to be seen. We want to be known. We want to be loved. That's a desire that we all have. 
And thankfully, many of us were blessed with mothers who communicated that to us. We all talk about a mother's love. Even scripture in the book of Isaiah talks about a mother's love. And God says to Isaiah, even should a mother forget the infant of her womb, I will never forget you. I will never reject you. So there's obviously something there that only mothers really know. A good friend of mine, a spiritual daughter of mine, gave birth yesterday to a little girl. She named her Alice Brooks Connell. So it's ABC. So I'm the godfather. So that's why Brooks is my last name in case you didn't know. So poor little girl. No. So moms have this special bond with their children. Well, so does God. God who has fathered all of us, who has created all of us who has brought life, given life to all of us, has this unbreakable bond with each and every one of us. And that's why he died for us because he couldn't have imagined living without us. So he knows us deeply, personally, intimately. And then, We follow the Lord. He invites us to follow him. He calls us to follow him, which very simply means we go where he goes and we we do what he does. How do we do that? Well, because he has given us his spirit. We have the same Holy Spirit that Jesus received when he was baptized, when in his humanity, he was anointed from the father with the spirit in the Jordan by John so too we have all received that same anointing. Remember, that's what it means to be a Christian. Christ means anointed one, so Christian means that we are anointed ones with the anointed one. So we share in his mission. We share in his identity. Because through that spirit, we've been adopted, all of us, by the Heavenly Father. You could say it was a spirit of adoption. And as St. Paul says, that's what allows us to cry out, Abba, Father. So we've been changed. We've all been changed from merely human beings to sons and daughters of God. And we have a heavenly mother. We can't not speak about Mary today on Mother's Day. She's kneeling, by the way. Don't feel like she got cut off at the knees there. (laughs) I could only see that when I got behind her. Mary's kneeling down. She's praying for all of us here. So even Jesus wanted to have a mother. Jesus, in his humanity, wanted to experience the love of a mother because it is so unique, it's unconditional. Ideally. And so Mary, not only is the mother of Jesus, but in the order of grace, which we have all been baptized into, in the order of grace, she became our mother too. At the foot of the cross, when Jesus said to John, behold your mother. So in that sense, John was standing in for all of us at the foot of the cross. He represented all of us there. And Jesus, in that act, 
You know, think about that. When he had nothing else left to give, he wanted his mother there to support him. But then he even gave her to us. Not only did he give himself, but he even gave his mother to us. Because we would become a part of him, his mystical body. And so Mary, in a very special way, intercedes for you and for the whole church. But she cares for each and every one of you individually as well. So in your prayer, you are encouraged to reach out to her. As you might reach out to the most loving of mothers. And Mary, in a sense, embodies the femininity of God. If God created us in his own image, male and female, he created them. What does that mean? But that God has a feminine side to him, speaking metaphorically. But anything that he created in woman came from him. And so Mary, in a particular way, embodies the feminine side of God, if you will. So, how beautiful is that? And woman in particular embodies beauty, tenderness, receptivity. In that way, she's a model for all of us. Women embody, literally, receptivity. They receive life. And they nurture it. They feed it. They care for it. So Mary embodies that, literally, for all of us. And so a great way to experience that, I mean, who doesn't want more of that, right? (laughs) We could all use a little bit more of that tenderness and kindness and unconditional love in our lives. So a great way to experience that is, of course, by praying the rosary, which I know can seem repetitive, but really it's just background noise. Think of it that way. And there's lots of background noise today, so we shouldn't have a problem with that. But you don't have to focus on the words. Just focus on her heart. Focus on her eyes. Just let her hold you. So think of it as 15, 20 minutes a day of just being embraced by Mary, by looking into her eyes by you know, having her put her hands on your face and squeeze your cheeks like moms like to do. My grandma used to do that all the time. So to have that intimacy with Mary is so life-giving. And then it helps all of us, especially guys, to develop that side of our, of our humanity that doesn't come so naturally, right? But there's a complementarity there that God wants us all to have. Jesus even needed it in his humanity. He needed Mary, the new Eve, by his side to complement him in his work of salvation. So we thank the Good Shepherd today for our mothers, for the vocation that we all have. And if you're a young person out there, or maybe not so young anymore, but... If you're still open to life's path for yourself, ask the Lord, Lord, what is your plan for my life? What are you calling me to, Lord? What are you calling me to? 
And I never thought about being a priest when I was a kid. I think you all know that. I never thought that God had a plan for me, a particular individual plan for me. It's too bad that I didn't know that. But at least now I'm telling all of you, and especially young people, young adults, God has a plan for your life. And he actually wants to make you happy. He doesn't want to make your life miserable, which is a big fat lie. That God doesn't want to make me happy. That God wants me to suffer. That's a big fat lie. You know, sometimes people, when they think, oh no, you know, if I get close to God, then what's going to happen to me? Well, you're probably going to be a heck of a lot happier. Well, I might have to suffer like all those saints did. We all suffer. Does anyone here not suffer? Raise your hand. All right. See what a big fat lie that is. Right. This side of heaven, we all have pain and suffering and sorrow to work through. So following Jesus doesn't increase that at all. If anything, it makes you more sensitive to it. That's for sure. And that's a good thing. You become more compassionate, which literally means to suffer with, right? So let's pray for vocations. We just, uh, some of you know I'm a legionary of Christ. So we had 27 young men ordained priests yesterday in Rome. Thanks be to God. As you know, the Archdiocese of Detroit this year will not ordain a single priest. Maybe you didn't know that yet. But for the first time in generations, the Archdiocese of Detroit will not ordain a single priest to the priesthood. Now, we just ordained five deacons, so next year we'll have five, which is a nice number. But the Archbishop said, ten years from now, the Archdiocese will have half the number of priests serving the faithful that it has today. That's kind of a scary number. So we need to ask the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into the harvest. He's calling. He's calling because he calls from all eternity. He calls from all eternity. So we just have to pray that people hear that calling and then respond with faith, with hope, with trust. And I'm a firm believer in those prayers because when I was 20 years old, that was probably the last thing on my mind, being a priest. And then it just came. And it came loudly and clearly. And by the grace of God, I said yes, thanks to prayers of the faithful. So we pray today for vocations of all kinds, but especially vocations to the priesthood. And may we all have a great respect for all vocations. A greater respect for motherhood and fatherhood of all kinds, and especially the priesthood. Amen.